When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Ram Nation. Welcome into DNVR Rams Live, presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary. They provide top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. If you give them a visit, be sure to mention DNVR to take advantage of their deals. Man, it was a much needed win for CSU football fans. It had been kind of a, a rough couple days in the portal. And then Tory Horton comes out and announces that he's back. He does the kind of cryptic tweet where it says, thank you, Ram Nation. You think it's going to be a goodbye video. And at the end, it says, I'm back. Such a massive, massive win for CSU. For Jay Norvell, a huge to be able to retain such a talented player. Big for the Mountain West to be able to keep Tory Horton and Ashton Gianti. Two guys that could play anywhere in the country. So that's huge. We're going to get into it uh, real quick. Just in the intro, I did want to shout out Trey McBride. He has fully come alive for the Arizona Cardinals. Nobody in Fort Collins doubted that he would be a stud at the next level. But, I mean, he's looked like an all-pro of late. Um, McBride, he's already 61st in franchise history in total catches with 95. Think about that. Has, Has started, like, eight games, and he's... 61st in franchise history in total catches with 95. He's top 70 in receiving yards as well, 69th at 977. This year he has 66 catches for 712 yards. He's really done most of that over the last eight weeks. No Cardinals tight end had ever had a 100-yard receiving game before this season. He's already done it twice, including yesterday. Uh, He had another game with 95 yards, so it's just been really cool to see. Never doubted Trey for a second. He's the best tight end that I've ever been around in person. And now that he's found his groove here in year two with Kyler Murray back under Jonathan Gannon, I think it's huge. I think the sky is the limit for him moving forward. He's an all-pro type player. And I think the conversation very quickly uh, across NFL circles is going to really be is the, the best tight end in football right now. Is it, you know, Sam Laporta or Trey McBride? As I mentioned last week, you know, Trey needs to do this with a little bit more consistency, you know, for another year or so before he really gets the love that he deserves on a national level. But it's just been awesome to see. Really, really exciting. I appreciate everybody in the comment section. We're going to get into this Horton situation. Uh, Jacob, I'll get to your comment here uh, momentarily. But I do want to tell you guys about an awesome deal the, the golf passport uh, via coloradoavidgolfer.com. Prices are going to go up January 1st. So if you are a golfer, this is something that you're going to want to take advantage of. It's Colorado's number one golf discount program for 22 years running. My grandpa gets it every year. Uh, you know, more golf, more lessons, more gear, more deals. It really is awesome. You can get up to 60% off on golf across the state, including the Ridge, Common Ground, Keystone, uh, so many great courses. A free golf cart is included every time, so you know you don't have to you don't have to lug your your, <laughs> your clubs around. Other discounts at the PGA Superstore, uh, Golf TEC, 
numerous indoor simulator facilities. It really is epic. For everything golf news, stories, travel, and tech, follow Colorado Avid Golfer on Facebook, IG, and Twitter, and visit coloradoavidgolfer.com. Use the code DNVR10 to save even more money. I also want to shout out our friends over at Circus Sportsbook out in Las Vegas, Las Vegas's first ever adult-only resort and casino. Uh, this place is sweet, man. They have the world's largest sportsbook. It's multiple. Uh, it's multiple. Uh, it's good lord, I'm getting tongue-tied this morning. It's multiple levels. It's like being at a movie theater. It's awesome. They've got Stadium Swim, which is really, really epic. Great food options. I mean, it's it's the coolest place that I've ever stayed in Vegas. 7,000 square foot casino with two levels, over 1,300 slots, 48 table games, dancing dealers. It is the bee's knees. If you're heading out to Vegas for Broncos Raiders, you have an awesome opportunity with our trip for DNVR, uh, Avs Knights, Pac-12, CSU, if you're going out there for the Mountain West Tournament. Make sure you book your stay with the code DNVR20 for 20% off. Also, download the app at circusports.com. Circus Sports bets can be made only while physically located in Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Whew. All right, let's get into it. Uh, yes, Tori, I'm, I'm stoked. I know everybody in Ram Nation is stoked. Um, we had a question here from Jacob a, a couple moments ago about if the Lewis Brown situation was impacted by Tory or if Tory was impacted by Lewis Brown. I don't think so. Um, I, I think based on what I've heard, there have been some power five coaches um, kind of pursuing LB for quite some time now. A couple of teams that beat CU in the Pac-12, actually. Uh, I would not be surprised if he ended up, you know, like a UCLA, a USC or Arizona is actually my uh, my guess for him, but we shall see. Um, I want to get into what this return means for CSU. Like I said at the beginning, it was a tough couple of days in the portal. Horton comes back, eases so much of the worry that you had. You know, yesterday, I think I said I was at like a five, uh, maybe a five and a half out of 10 on the, the panic level. Now it's down at, at like a two. I mean, you have the foundation of your offense, Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, Really flash greatness at times last year. He's a really talented young quarterback. Really excited for what he could be moving forward. The thing about Tory is he's a guy that can obviously put up insane numbers. I mean, almost 200 catches the last couple of years. He's got 16 receiving touchdowns, a couple of punt returns for touchdowns. He threw a touchdown. He can do anything for it. I mean, he's a guy that's going to cut the grass, fill the water cooler, you know, whatever the, the expression is from Friday Night Lights. And he can pass. Uh, but more than anything, he's a safety blanket for the quarterback, which you really want BFN to be able to build off what he flashed this year. He's got all the arm talent in the world, can make some really spectacular throws down the field. Having a guy like Tory, who's just going to get open on third down, you know, it's third and eight. He's going to find a way to, to create a couple of yards of separation and get it, or he's going to make a guy miss. I mean, he's going to come down with that 50-50 ball when you're trying to stretch the field. He's a game changer. And for CSU, which obviously needs to find success this next season, getting a guy like Tory back, it just elevates everybody's ceiling. It's such a pivotal year. And he's, in my opinion, if, if not the best player in the Mountain West, one of the best players in the Mountain West, I think it's really him or Ashton Gienti. And I don't really think that's up for debate, to be honest. Honestly, I think he's top 50 talent right now. I do think he can silence any doubters that he may have. I have heard some pro scouts have some durability questions. Um, 
which is weird to me because he took a beating this year and he always got back up. There were so many times I thought he was going to be out for a week or two, always managed to be back out there. What's great about Tory's situation is he's a young 21. I mean, he just turned 21, so he can play all the next year, still go into the league at 22, you know, play his way into the top 50, maybe even the first round, because that's how skilled he is. I do think he needs to put a few more things on tape just in terms of uh, contested catches, stuff that the scouts are, are kind of looking for. They're going to try and nitpick and find holes in your game because, you know, there's a lot of guys that produce, you know, in, in the next year, but I, I'm really excited to see what Tory can do in year two, assuming with BFN, you've got Justice Ross Simmons on the other side. You've got the foundation of your offensive line. You've got a really talented stable of running backs that you're intrigued about. I mean, Damian Henderson and obviously Justin Marshall, what he was able to do at the end of the year. It was awesome. And I think with all these guys coming back, it, it just, it makes you feel so much better. Obviously they need to, I still think they need to try and find a transfer tight end and, I mean, especially with Torrey coming back, why wouldn't you want to come play in this system? You can see that a guy like Dallin Holker was still able to eat despite the fact that they had multiple receivers in the mix. Torrey had even more catches than he did a year ago. The, the yardage was basically the same as was the touchdowns. And that's with Justice Ross Simmons, with Lewis uh, Brown, with Dylan Goffney, and then obviously Dallin Holker playing a really, really big role. You add a transfer tight end, and all of a sudden you feel really good about this offense, especially you know, assuming that the, the O-line is going to at least build off of kind of what we saw. I'm not saying they're going to be quite as good because what we saw this year was tremendous. I mean, the, the growth we saw in the trenches under Bill Best was, it was night and day. Um, so I, I'm just really stoked that we got a question here from Dawson. Justin, would you, would you like to see them add defensive pieces? Yeah, I'd like to see them add depth at corner, especially after losing TJ Crandall, I think. If you could add another interior defensive lineman, that would be great, but it's kind of easier said than done. It's a lot like, you know, everyone wants an athletic quarterback that can run around and also has a cannon and is really smart. You know, finding an athletic defensive tackle that can make plays in the run game that can be impactful in pass rush situations. They're not built on trees, and that's kind of what made the, the loss of Grady Kelly so significant. I do think they need to hit the portal if they can. I'm sure they're going to recruit the the FCS level hard, um, kind of like they did a year ago. They were able to get some really impactful guys. So I'll be interested to see what happens there on the defensive side. But as far as the offense goes, I think this really elevates CSU ceiling and just gives you so much reassurance going into the year because you know what Tory is able to do. I mean, this is a guy that he put up numbers when he was the only threat on the team. He still was able to, you know, go long and, and produce plays. He didn't have quite as many explosive plays over the top. And I think that has a lot to do with the way that defenses were covering him and they respect that speed, his ability to burn you. And because of that, it, it opens up some things across the middle for Dallin. It opens up some things deep for justice Ross Simmons. And we're going to see more of that next year with Ross Simmons coming back. And then obviously you hope that Jordan Ross is what we expect him to be. I recently saw they had two, four, seven had dropped him from a four star to the three-star, which is ridiculous. Go watch that guy on film. Tell me he isn't a stud. I'm really excited about this uh, 2024 signing class in general. The The Rams, I think, found some really under-the-radar the talent, some diamonds in the rough here. Jacob Kennedy said it best here. Time to go grab the next McBride slash Holker. All right, sorry. Voice is a little flemmy this morning. <laughs> um, 
like I said, yeah, I, I think this is a win for Jane Orville. It's a win for CSU. It's a win for the Mountain West to be able to retain this type of talent. And you've got to credit Jane Orville a lot for being able to hang on to Mo Camara last year and Chigoze Anusium. Either of those guys could have gone pro or, you know, as graduates could have tested the, the transfer circles again. Um, now you get Tori to come back for the second time. I mean, he's been he's been open about P5 schools trying to poach Tory going back to last summer at Mountain West Media Days talking about SEC coaches coming after him. We all kind of speculated who that might be. Uh, my guess was always Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. They came after Trey pretty hard as well. Uh, but th- it just says a lot about the way that Tory obviously feels about Jay Norvell. Um, but really, I think in general, the fact that they've been able to keep the heart and soul of this team multiple years now, it shows the way the locker room feels about Jay Norvell. And that really, that really speaks volumes. And I know that the Dion trolls are out and about and they're loud and I don't give a shit what any of you have to say, but I think this is really great for CSU. It's awesome to see a guy like Tori wanting to stick around and I cannot wait to see what he's able to do in a great schedule, frankly, to potentially put on for the scouts. I mean, opening up against Texas, obviously there's going to be, a ton of attention on that CU matchup. And, you know, if he can have another solid game like he did in Boulder, that's really going to elevate his cause. If he stays healthy throughout the league slate, it's, it's just going to be so huge. He's a special guy. So many players in his position would have transferred out. And from the, the very first day that he got on campus, he's been nothing but a leader. He's been so integral for CSU being able to keep it together. Honestly, like when so many of those vets, just decided to leave mid-season and basically leave the Rams high and dry in 2022. They barely had enough guys to practice. It was, it was ridiculous, especially by November. And once the, the injuries had really started to add up and stuff like that, you always knew Tory was going to be out there. You always could depend on him to make plays, to be a leader for the freshmen that frankly got forced onto the field out of necessity. Even now, you know, a lot of guys, again, they, they could hit the portal. They could chase a check. He's staying loyal to Jane Orville, which is cool. It's really cool for CSU. I cannot wait to see what type of production he has, and I hope he's rewarded for it. I hope he's rewarded with the same type of season that boosts his stock the way that Mo Kamara did this year, which, you know, I think Mo is going to be a, a day two pick at the latest. I mean, he he really, he really put on this year, which is what you're hoping for, Tori. I mean, obviously, we'd like to see it lead to a little bit more team success. You'd like to see them reach the postseason. Been far too long this long, but just a massive win. A massive win optically, a massive win for the way that he elevates the offense, a massive win for the fans, a massive win for the university. I mean, I could go on and on. I cannot wait to see what he does next year. We're going to talk about the CSU basketball victory. Uh, number 17 Rams moved to 10 and 1 with a victory, a blowout victory over CSU Pueblo yesterday. When you get hurt, Bax and Shanker, they are here to help. They have been helping Colorado families for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. You don't have to pay an upfront fee. There's no hidden fees or fees while they work on your case. They've already won over a billion dollars for their clients, which is a testament to the great work that they do. They have locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. They have the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Bax and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accident, motorcycle, ride chair, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. 
Call Bax and Schenker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Schenker wins. Also got to talk about our presenting sponsors, High Plains Trains, the premier dispensary in Northeastern Colorado. Hit them up for all your needs, including infused edibles, high-potency concentrates, the best flower in the state. They've got three locations, all in Northeastern Colorado, one in Log Lane Village, one in Garden City, one in Sedgwick. Go check them out. You can order online at highplainstrains.com. Pick up at any of their convenient locations, and they have drive throughs You don't even have to get out of your car. That is the world we live in. Epic, remember to use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of these High Plains Trades deals. Running on empty at the end of that one. Um, Shady Rays. Shady Rays makes a premier product. It's just as good as any expensive sunglasses company. Uh, They always have your back with the lost and broken replacement guarantee. If you lose your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new one, no questions asked. Shady Rays, they're the bee's knees. Check them out. Uh, Make sure you use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. All you got to do is go to ShadyRays.com, trap yourself to Shades Rated 5 Stars, by over 250,000 people. Okay. All right, pulling up the stats here. CSU men's basketball, they moved to 10-1. and one. Great to see, really cementing their case as a top 20 program, as I mentioned. Last week, it's a situation where you basically just want to solidify what you have already built. You know, the Rams, they had the loss against St. Mary's. That happens. It's not going to be a bad loss metric-wise. They were able to pull out, I think it was a double overtime, at least an overtime victory over UNLV. Crazy finish the other night. Um, UNLV, man, I I don't know what to think about them. They beat Creighton. They lose to Southern. They're just, they're all over the place. I have a hard time seeing uh, Kruger be back next year. This was a comfortable win for CDSU. I mean, 86 to 54, they're up 20 at halftime. It's basically exactly what you would want to see in this situation, um, a little sloppy out of the gate, to be honest. Um, they kind of looked like a team that hadn't played in eight days. But I also felt like the the defensive intensity was solid. I thought that the transition offense was excellent all night. I thought guys did a great job of hitting shots. That's sometimes something you worry about, especially after an extended break like that. Not only did CSU not play for eight days, but they also had you know, like three days off in general, trying to get healthy. This is a team that's really been hit hard by the injury bug of late. And what I like about games like this against Adam State, and even a deceptively tough game on Friday against LMU in Los Angeles, it's an opportunity for you to get some significant run for guys like Tavy Jackson and Kyan Evans. And I thought seeing both of those guys play 22 plus minutes apiece was really big. I thought Tavy Jackson in the starting lineup made a lot of sense. Uh, for multiple reasons. I mean, I tweeted it before the game, but one, I just want to see him get a chance to get comfortable out there. He's missed a lot of time over the last two years. I think he's really talented. It looks like he's grown a little bit to me this year. I've seen a couple of people point that out. I agree. looks a little lankier, uh, but he was awesome in this one. 13 points, two of two uh, from deep, got to the line a ton, seven of eight, was able to knock down his free throws, four rebounds. He gives a really scrappy effort, uh, two assists, only had one turnover in 22 minutes. Also was great as a perimeter defender uh, before I miss it. Uh, yes, we will have a new CSU basketball shirt coming out at some point. Really excited to see how that one turns out. Uh, I'm kind of working with our guy D-Line to uh, make that happen. So it's going to be sick. Trust me. 
Eric is very excited about it, as am I. Again, you know, Tavy, I thought was was great to see. I thought it was great to see Kyan Evans uh, play some really great minutes. They were awesome as on-ball defenders. The perimeter defense as a whole was really solid for CSU. This is a Pueblo team that isn't afraid to put up a lot of shots. And, you know, the Rams did a good job of making it hard. They had a ton of air balls. They only went four of 22 from three-point range. That's 18%. CSU went 10 of 26, 38% they cooled down a little bit at the end too. They, they were North of 40 for the vast majority of the game. Overall, the Rams went 51% from the floor. Great to see a 36, 12 advantage in the paint. Talked about that going in. It, it was just an area where they were going to have a huge advantage due to Joel Scott, due to Cartier. And we actually saw Kyle Evans step up and play some really big minutes without Memba out there as well. So all of that was great. If I'm going to nitpick a few too many turnovers for the Rams in this one, that is something that Pueblo does pretty well. And I talked about that going in, but 15 turnovers is it's high for CSU. It's a season high. Actually, Uh, they forced 20 turnovers and turned it into 31 points the other way, which was, which was awesome to see. Um, Gave up seven offensive rebounds. Maybe could have boxed out a little bit better at times Uh, that resulted in Oh, only three second chance points. I was reading that wrong. So not that big of a deal, honestly, in the end. But what was really significant to me was the three-point shooting, was the concerted effort on the glass, and was the ability to get out and run and create and transition. I mean, there were a couple of instances where Pueblo was just kind of late with getting back or they were slow getting a hand up. And guys like Nick Clifford, guys like Isaiah Stevens, they made them pay. And that's exactly what you want to see in this type of matchup. Credit Pueblo. I thought that they were physical, that they created a lot of fouls and kind of mucked it up in the paint in that second half. Muldrow and Walter, those are physical guys. They did a good job of just kind of not allowing this one to turn into like a 50-point route, which it certainly could have given the disparity in talent in this one. But this was basically just everything I wanted to see. There were a lot of fouls in the second half, so maybe you'd like to see a little bit cleaner defense there. But I, I think that really was more about, you know, guys like Malter or Walter and Muldrow kind of forcing their will. Um, got a comment here from Jacob. Tavy had a great game. I'm feeling better about the post Stevens era with Tavy Evans and Lake. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the point guard position in general is, and just the, the future of CSU, you look at this, this most recent signing class, they've got some really intriguing guards and forwards coming in as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about the future of this program. Um, Really hope they're able to keep Nico Medved, obviously, but that's not something that I, I want to fixate on every single game. Like, yes, that is a factor with success, especially as a Mountain West team. You know that he's going to get floated more and more. The more success he has, the, the more he's going to get thrown out as a guy for bigger schools to target. We'll just have to see. You know, I, I do think institutionally, there's some stuff you can do to kind of keep him around, um, whether that's pay raise, that's, you know, increased travel, recruiting, all that stuff. But I don't want to fix it on it. I want to enjoy the run because we don't know what's going to happen. He very well could be back. And then, you know, we spent the whole year worrying for nothing. And honestly, if he does move on, it'll be really disappointing. But this job is a hell of a lot more appealing than it was when he took over post Larry Eustacey. I mean, what he's been able to build is phenomenal. And what this program has been able to do over these first 11 games has just been awesome. It's been so much fun to see the bounce back. Uh, Shout out to CSU without even the 
without even students in town. They still had north of 5,000 people in Moby. That's great to see. Would have been close to a sellout for a Division II game if, you know, the students weren't on break. I hope to see that continue as we go throughout the conference slate. Rams got some big games coming up. You know, Adam State, not so much, but that game against New Mexico in particular, that's one where they're going to need Moby packed. You want to feel the energy. Any advantage you can give to this team is huge. Because I do think that home court advantage, home field advantage, whatever you want to call it, I do think it has much more of an impact in basketball than it does on the football side. There's just so much more raw energy uh, in Moby than there is um, in Canvas. Some of it is the way that the, the sound is trapped and a lot of it, honestly, it just has to do with the, the quality of play. Um, got a question here from Taylor. J. Mike, do you think Ali Farukmanesh is the heir apparent if Nico moves on? I would, I would hire Ali. I, I just want that to be known. Um, again, this isn't something that I want to talk about after every single win. If Nico moves on, I would absolutely promote Ali. He's been here since day one. He's a phenomenal recruiter. I've seen the things that he does in practice. The improvement that he's helped with these guards, I mean, it's been awesome. Um, I I wonder if his lack of experience head coach-wise would be used against him. I, I get that. At the same time, keeping a guy that's been integral to this growth, that's been a part of the system, you know, since uh, since day one, I would absolutely give it to Ali. And I would be stoked if he got it. And frankly, I'd be disappointed if he didn't, because I think if he didn't, he'd probably end up, you know, going to whatever high major gig, you know, stole Nico away. But, you know, we'll see. We'll just have to see what happens. You know, none of us can forecast the future. And ultimately, I think the the best advice is just to enjoy the run because seasons like this are few and far between. You never know when you're going to see a, a team that has this much experience, this much talent. And hopefully, you know, if, if the stars align right, they're going to make a really significant run in the postseason, which for me would just be a dream come true. I mean, I'm a massive college basketball fan. I've talked to a lot about on the podcast how, you know, seeing that run under Tim Miles and seeing the, the mopey madness, you know, in 2011, 2012, so much of that is kind of what made me really fall in love with like college hoops and, and want to be at CSU. I've always been a CSU Ram. I very likely would have ended up there anyways, but just seeing those crowds and the energy and wanting to be a part of that every single night, it, it sold me. I mean, it really did. Um, if you can tell athletics were always more of my focus than uh, hitting the books. <laughs> uh, as far as some of the individual standouts from this matchup go, uh, Joel Scott, nice bounce back game after kind of a tough one. He had 11 points. He's a guy that normally has has killed Pueblo in the past, back when he was at Black Hill State. Uh, Tavy Jackson, 13 points. Love to see that. Also had four rebounds, a couple assists. I just love the energy that he brings. And also, I think it's good to have Joe Palmer coming off the bench as that six man. That has nothing to do with his talent, or that's not to say that he's you know not good enough to to be in the starting five. I just think the way that he impacts the the flow of the game, the way that he's able to make the biggest benefit for the rotation is by being that spark plug off the bench that comes in and key stretches and knocks down some shots and gets the hustle boards and dives for the loose balls and, and does all that. And he's still going to play a huge factor. I mean, he had kind of a rough game in this one shooting zero points, a zero four shooting or a three from deep. He did have two rebounds, um, no turnovers, which is great. Only ended up playing 17 minutes, but a lot of that had to do with 
you know, how well Kyan and, and Tavy were playing. Uh, Kyan Evans, six points, two of four from the floor, three rebounds, five assists. I love how confident he is with the ball. He just, he'll drive into the paint, you know, and if it's there, he'll attack the hoop, but he's always looking to create something for others. You can just see that inherently he has that point guard a mentality that we saw from Isaiah Stevens from day one. Yes, like he he's a competent scorer, and we saw him knock down a couple of catch-and-shoot threes really, really confidently. Um, but I, I also think his ability to drive and facil- facilitate and make those kick-out passes to guys in the perimeter, especially when they're knocking down shots, it's just so huge. And again, going back to that that comment we had earlier, I think the, the future of the, the guard position is very, very intriguing for CSU. Uh, Isaiah did Isaiah things in this one, 18 points, four rebounds, six assists only two turnovers. Nick Clifford, 13 points. He had nine rebounds. Love his effort on the glass. Also had three assists. Pat Cartier, 13 points, five of six from the floor. His efficiency is freaking nuts. I went through those numbers uh, last week, so I'm not going to reiterate that, but what he's done over these last five, six games has just been nuts. It's been huge to have his presence out there. He opens up the offense. The spacing of the floor just completely changes with him out there because of the way He's able to knock down those threes, but also put the ball on the floor. He can post up on you. He's just such a skilled scorer. And, you know, each year I think he's become more of a a more a competent defender. It, it was tough on him making that jump from D2 to D1 in a way that we haven't seen with Joel Scott. Joel Scott, more of kind of a physical presence where Cartier is more of the finesse presence, but together they're, you know, just so smooth. I was going to call them the Twin Towers, but I don't know if we want to, we want to go with that. So we'll, we'll, call, we'll come up with a different nickname. If we have any uh, suggestions in the comment section for a, for a nickname for Cartier and for Joel Scott down there in the front court, send it my way. I'm open to suggestions. Otherwise, we'll have to workshop that one. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, this was, I thought this was a really encouraging game for CSU. I mean, it, it's one of those where we're not going to fix it on. You're playing a, a Division II team, but... I do think it was big for the Rams to get some run in before they make this trip to LMU on Friday night. This is one where if they pull it out, you know, again, you're going to probably be inside the the top 15 come conference play, which is just really cool. It's a testament to what Nico Medved has built. It's really cool seeing a guy like Isaiah Stevens return for a fifth year, not electing to hit the transfer portal and have it really benefit him in a major way. I mean, that's what we would like to see for a guy like, Tory Horton on CSU football. Like you want to see him put up the numbers. You want to see him get all the individual glory, but you also want to see it lead to the team success that, you know, frankly, we have not had, we've not had enough of for far too long now. That's all I've got for you this morning. I have another podcast that I recorded last night that I will get up for you guys. So make sure you check all of that out. We'll have content throughout the week. Obviously the early signing period is coming up. I'm really looking forward uh, to this class and kind of diving into it. I think there's some really intriguing athletes in the offensive line. You get look at guys like Dupree and, and Jordan Ross and, and Curry, you know, I think are really intriguing offensive prospects. I'm, I'm excited about some of these local guys. I mean, I'm stoked. I'm really stoked about the future. I think the, the worry level should be at ease after, you know, a, a rough couple of days in terms of the, the portal situation for CSU football, we would like to see, some more additions. We're starting to see some posts about, you know, OVs and, and whatnot, but the staff kind of works quietly. Again, you know, a lot of those transfers that came in last year, we didn't see a, a ton of, 
you know, flash and, and stuff like that on social media. And they ended up being hugely impactful players. I mean, you look at Dom Jones in North Dakota State, you know, who's been huge at corner, or you look at Dallin, obviously, Jordan Noyes of the uh, at kicker. And uh, I, I struggle to pronounce his name, by the way. Um, and I got a nasty DM about that. So if you're listening, guys, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best on Jordan Noyes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, really intriguing time to be a CSU fan. Um, really think that next year is huge. Think that Tory coming back elevates this team ceiling in a major way. Excited to see what he is able to do. He is the best wide receiver in the state of Colorado. I do not care what the uh, the masses are screaming over on the other side. Cannot wait to see what he is able to do next year. Much love, y'all. Always proud to be. Peace. This was his